to Zeifman's Presents Masters of Disruption, Dialogues with Emerging Industry Entrepreneurs. Join our host, Zeifman's partner, Larry Zeifman, for this week's final episode on blockchain and cryptocurrency. Welcome to another episode of Masters of Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Zeifman's. I'm Larry Zeifman, a partner at Zeifman's. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us today. We have uh, two great guests to talk about the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. We have John Weisblatt and we have Jonathan Hoyles. And I'm going to call on each of them to to, uh, introduce themselves and tell us what they do. Uh, John, please. Thank you for having us, uh, Larry, today. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm John Weisblatt. I am the co-founder and the CEO of Liquid Meta. Liquid Meta is a, a private uh, company operating in the crypto slash DeFi uh, industry. Uh, I've spent all of my time and career in traditional finance, formerly as a, a portfolio manager, an institutional portfolio manager. And I've recently, um, well, not very recently, but over the last 24 months, have really started to uh, go down the rabbit hole of the, the whole decentralized finance industry. Uh, so Liquid Meta, it was created on the premise of really creating a company and products to bridge the world of traditional finance. So people like myself, um, the vast majority of of people that study finance in the world. um, And it's a bridge to connect those types of people, organizations and institutions to this emerging world of decentralized finance. Thanks, John and Jonathan. Thank you, Larry, for having me on the podcast. Uh, My name is Jonathan Hoyles. I'm the CEO of Perk Labs. Perk Labs is a publicly traded company Uh, We're traded on the CSC under the symbol PERK and on the OTCQB under the symbol PKLBF. And Perk Labs operates Perk Hero, which is a mobile payment and e-commerce marketplace. So key to our our marketplace and uh, mobile payments is that every time you're making uh, a payment or making a purchase, you're earning digital cashback rewards. And so uh, I've been I've been the CEO at Perk Labs since 2019. Prior to uh, prior to that, my uh, my work was as a securities lawyer. So I practiced law at uh, two of Canada's largest uh, law firms and um, and practiced in yeah, securities and, and private equity. Uh, so Jonathan, tell us first what introduced what interested you initially in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. See, I think like a lot of people, what first interested me was Bitcoin um, and sort of, you know, intrigued by by Bitcoin early, early on. um, And, you know, definitely someone that, uh, you know, after the the 2008, 2009 crash, pay a lot of attention to things like you know, central banks and quantitative easing and things like that. And I, I did find, you know, the, the concept of Bitcoin to be, you know, extremely interesting. The fact that there's, uh, you know, a, a fixed cap on on the, the number of, of Bitcoins. And, uh, you know, all, I was very closely sort of following the story of Bitcoin. Uh, but really, it was 2017 when um, I first started really, you know, investing in, in cryptocurrency. And, uh, and at the time, uh, Glance Technologies had announced that uh, it had a plan to build a uh, a blockchain-based uh, digital loyalty reward, and uh, and really the what uh, what drew me to the opportunity at at Glance Tech at the time was uh, was a plan to do a legally compliant uh, ICO. 
Sounds great. Thanks. And John? Yeah, so I think what's really driven my interest over the last several years has been the innovation that we've been seeing around us uh, in the crypto space. So innovation has been exponential really in the blockchain and crypto markets since the inception in the 2008 timeframe. So a lot of what um, Jonathan was saying about the rise of Bitcoin was really when I started to, to really keen and pay attention. So the products and services that are being built you know, in this marketplace that cater to a decentralized financial market and the potential for extreme disruption in traditional financial markets has just been staggering to me, especially somebody who has operated and worked in traditional finance for their entire career. So industries um, that tend to thrive most have, they have very common characteristics. Uh, number one, um, they are disruptive to their more legacy counterparts. Uh, two, they have large and growing addressable markets. And three, they can display characteristics of really long-term, sustainable, and strong staying power. And really the blockchain and the crypto markets, they display all of these. So what essentially Liquid Meta has done is we've created a business and a product that, like I said at the onset, is really bridging the gap between traditional finance and decentralized finance. And the mechanism in which we're doing that within DeFi is a term called liquidity mining. And we are um, essentially um, providing our own capital on our balance sheet as a form of liquidity to power you know, decentralized applications and exchanges in order for individuals globally um, to really uh, exchange assets. And the, the real thing that's super exciting and interesting about this is a few things. Number one, it's it's permissionless. It's uh, it's scalable. It really allows people to uh, to move um, assets, digital assets, across you know global borders in a very seamless and systematic manner. And without the liquidity provided by organizations like LiquidMeta, these these transactions really wouldn't be able to uh, to occur. So, Jonathan, uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency often get lumped together as the same thing. How would you explain how they differ and how it relates to Perk? Blockchains are essentially software protocols that allow multiple parties to exchange data without trusting each other. Uh, and that data can be anything. Uh, so it could be account balances of a token or supply chain information, such as location and destination information. Uh, and you can think of it as you know, updates that are packaged into blocks and then chained together uh, cryptographically to allow an audit of the prior history. Cryptocurrency, on the other hand, uh, you can think of that as, well, really the most popular application of blockchain technology. Uh, cryptocurrency is essentially a token that is cryptographically secured and can be transferred. And the scarcity of the token is what assures the possibility of value. And one of the great innovations with blockchain is that it solves the double spending program, uh, problem. So uh, a single account cannot double spend the tokens because the ledger keeps an audit of the balance at any given time and a faulty transaction cannot be cleared. And um, in terms of you know, practically, how can you think of what's the difference between the two? Uh, for example, Ethereum is a blockchain and ETH is a cryptocurrency. And in, in our case, uh, for Perk, uh, perk would be a to or, or we per coin would be a uh, a token or a cryptocurrency and we would be building that on a blockchain or software protocol and john you started talking about defi but how exactly would you um, define uh, defi or, or decentralized finance 
For sure. So uh, DeFi is, is really a new system of financial services and products that run on public, open source, and permissionless blockchains. And I think Jonathan was you know, alluding to that a little bit in his prior comment. So unlike traditional financial services, which rely on intermediaries, such as banks, exchanges, uh, brokerages, to manage and process transactions, DeFi services, it really eliminates um, the use for that intermediary. They're peer-to-peer -peer and they're encoded within smart, with smart uh, contracts and protocols. So DeFi's core principle is that disintermediation of legacy financial infrastructure that is really working to reduce the fees and the costs of financial products. It increases the speeds of, of settlement times of payments and transactions. And most importantly, it increases transparency via open source and permissionless blockchains. Okay, and, and, and Jonathan, uh, what do you believe needs to happen um, to address uh, the regulators' concerns, I would almost say obsession, about the industry? The, the issue uh, there is, is something a, a security is essentially what, what uh, regulators are looking at. Uh, I think regulators are still developing their their approach to uh, to how to regulate the industry, and uh, you know I think you know one of, one of the things from um, sort of the whole cryptocurrency blockchain movement is um, people have been sort of become very familiar with um, the Howey test in in uh, in securities law. So uh, that comes from a from a U.S. Uh, Supreme Court case, and essentially the the test is um, is is it an investment of money in a common enterprise with a reasonable expectation of profits to be derived from efforts of others? And so it's a, it's a four-pronged test. So you need to have investment of money, common enterprise, reasonable expectation of profits, and has to be derived from the efforts of others. So it's something that I think regulators are still uh, determining their approach to, but there's, you know, for some, for some products, it very clearly is a, a security and will be regulated as a security. John, do you want to weigh in on this? I think regulators are worried about who, in fact, is, is on the other side of a transaction. But like I said, in order for regulators to wrap their heads around what is actually going on in this space, they would like to you know, have a little bit more clarity on, on who is exchanging what and where. So I think we'll work towards greater transparency as the, the market evolves. And I think that the second thing that that might be, you know, the backbone of where the SEC is coming from is that crypto markets are a greater than $2 trillion market. I would imagine that a great, uh, a great amount of that money is, is being um, deployed that's somewhere in the United States. And there's probably likely a lot of tax leakage and loss of revenue for for uh, for governments. And I think that as a as a means for, you know, looking for ways to collect those tax revenues, the governments and the regulators, they, they really need to, to figure out um, the, the tax situation. So I, I think that those are the two things that I would layer into uh, to the conversation. Um, so, uh, Jonathan, tell us the about the biggest hurdles that you've encountered when building your business? So, I mean, I think with a, with a startup, you're kind of constantly running into, uh, you know, issues or problems that you, you have to solve. So, you know, really it's a, it's a game of, of whack-a-mole. It's kind of, once you, once you solve one thing, you're, you're sort of on to the next. John? 
So I think that the greatest challenge uh, building uh, Liquid Meta thus far, it's 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 quite simple. It's been talent. Uh, the crypto markets, the industry has just evolved so quickly. And so the, there's a lack of available talent and those that are available are, are quite costly. John, what's the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody just starting out in the in the space? Yeah, so there are so many. Um, the, the winds change directions every single day. So what I would what I would recommend to you know anybody looking to start a business in, in the crypto space or the DeFi space is you really have to stay on top of um, all of the emerging trends that are, are are going on around you. And one of the ways that I would recommend doing so is is really surrounding yourself with you know a high quality um, group of people that that are very knowledgeable and sophisticated in the space. Thanks, uh, Jonathan. You want to add something there? Yeah, I guess that one thing I you know there's there's definitely lots of uh, there's lots of information out there. So uh, I think really just to you know read up and and dive into the space. So there's there's lots there's it's a it's a large community. So there's uh, lots of people to to learn from and, and and lots to learn. So on that note, Jonathan, maybe you want to share with us some closing thoughts and your thoughts on where the uh, the space is going in the near future. Cryptocurrency is becoming more and more uh, mainstream. Um, you know, recently El Salvador accepting it as as legal tender. I think that was a a, a big uh, big event. Um, but there's there's huge advances in in new protocols as well. So things like uh, like the the Solana protocol, Avalanche protocol, um, the new blockchains moving to proof of stake and being able to do uh, more transactions per second and uh, becoming more efficient in in processing. So it's it's really a fast moving space in terms of acceptance uh, and and the technology. And um, one of the the big things that will um, you know drive adoption is in the payment space. So the more that uh, the more that cryptocurrency can be used for for payments, uh, I see that really. Uh, driving adoption and, and like I said, it's the the technology is is moving in that direction that um, transactions can be done more quickly and, and more efficiently. So that's where I believe that we're headed. John, so if we look at the specific vertical of, of DeFi in which Liquid Meta is is focused on and operating within, the industry in uh, in just June of 2020 was at a sub one billion dollars of, of total value locks. Just a very, very small um, subset of the overall crypto environment. And today we're looking at um, a total value locked of 175 billion. And so the, you know, the growth rate has been, has been extreme. And of all the years that I've spent studying, you know, markets and different emerging industries, I've yet to find one that is growing by, you know, almost 175 times, you know, over, over a little more than a year. And so I would just say that, you know, with all of that growth and, and Jonathan alluded to it earlier in his prior comments, uh, with all of that growth is just, it's, it's brought in a lot of innovation and all of the interesting and unique protocols. And again, Jonathan mentioned some of them, the Solana protocol, the Avalanche protocol, they've just, they, they continue to, you know, blossom and, and, and grow and expand and the utilities and the capabilities 
um, and all the products and services that are being offered inside this unique niche, um, they, they just continue to, to expand it at lightning paces. So there are so many opportunities for, you know, young and emerging companies and entrepreneurs um, that that just makes this entire environment, entire industry, a very exciting one to, to be a part of. Well, thanks. You know, and I think, I hope that um, with this, uh, with this discussion, we've helped some people to understand the space a space that, as John, you just told us, is uh, is growing at a, a pace that we've probably never seen an industry grow. So um, on that note, I'm going to thank both of you for uh, giving us your time today and sharing your wisdom and thank our listeners for joining us on Masters of Disruption. You've been listening to Masters of Disruption. If you have questions or want to learn more, contact us direct at info at siphons.ca.